Detective, starring the world's greatest living magician, Blackstone. He tells you the inside story of the Hindu Sword Cabinet. And right after the story, Blackstone will explain tricks that you yourself can perform. Reveal the guarded secrets of the world's greatest living magician. I'll be with you in a minute. I just want to finish sticking knives through Rhoda. What on earth are you talking about? Where is Rhoda? She's in this huge wicker basket here. Hi. Hi, Rhoda. But, but Blackstone, those long knives, what are you doing with them? Oh, watch. Well, you stuck that knife right through the basket. Now, if you've hurt Rhoda... Oh, isn't he chivalrous, Rhoda? Sure is. Does your poor gal hard good to hear him? <laughs> I don't get it. That knife's gone right straight through the basket, and yet they And these knives are going through, too. One here, and one here on the other side. And now this one down through the center. But it's not possible. She can't be in there. You're right. It's not possible. Just my spirit's in here. I've been dematerialized. Get her out of there, Blackstone. This is giving me the creeps. Materialize yourself, Rhoda. Ah, that should do it. Now I'll draw the sword. One, and the next, and this one, and now this, and this. All right, down open the lid. Why? Well, Rhoda, you're, you're all right. Well, of course I am. Let me out, please. That's a pleasure. Thanks. Well, that's quite a trick, Blackstone. <laughs> it is puzzling, isn't it? Yeah. And how'd you do it? Oh, that's what the Swami Delhi wondered. The Swami Delhi? Mm-hmm. Who's he? Is that something that happened while you were in India, Blackstone? No, no. It all happened right here in town, Don. It's quite an interesting tale, as a matter of fact. One day, young Jeff Milton dropped in to see Rhoda and me. I could see that he was very... You knew my Aunt Millicent and my Uncle Austin, didn't you, Mr. Blackstone? Yes. I was very sorry to hear of your uncle's death a year or so ago. He was a fine old gentleman. Oh, thank you. Did you know that Uncle dabbled in spiritualism? It became quite a thing with him shortly before he died. I believe I had heard something about it, yes. Wasn't there a Swami involved in there somewhere? Uh, uh, Delhi, I think his name was. Yes, that's the bird. Well, what's the trouble? If your uncle was still alive, I could understand your being upset, but he's been gone a year. It's exactly a year today. He died at midnight. Well... Delly has been coming to see Aunt Millicent, Uncle Austin's widow, and he has her pretty much in his power. Oh. She does everything he tells her to. Ah, I'm beginning to understand. Your uncle left a pretty sizable fortune, I believe. Not as much as Gossip said he did, but more than enough to see that Andy never has to worry during a lifetime. And Delly wants to get his hands on it. Exactly. Uncle Austin told his wife that he'd come back and speak to her via Delly exactly a year from the moment he died. And he has told Delly that she'll deed her entire fortune over to him if he can bring Uncle Austin back. And tonight's the night. Yes. And he's still canny enough to have a very slight doubt about Delly, but if he can convince her that her dead husband really does speak exactly on the stroke of midnight, that doubt will be erased. Well, from what I've heard of Delly, he'll pull a number of very convincing tricks. And you're afraid your aunt will fall for one of them. She wants to believe so badly that she'll almost convince herself. Any voice that she hears at the stroke of midnight, she'll be sure is uncle's. I think I have an idea how we can stop our friend. Rhoda and I will come out to your aunt's home about uh, 11 tonight. Well, he never sees anyone except me and the Swami. She's a cripple, you know. Stays in her room. If you can arrange it so that I can see the Swami, I, I think that will be enough. <laughs> Thank you. 
My assistant is in the basket that I have pierced with salt. Now she will come out on how. Rhoda, materialize. Now I draw out the sword. This one, and this one, and now this, and this. Deli, will you lift the lid of the basket? Lift the lid yourself, Mr. Blackstone. The girl is in there unharmed. Right. Hop out, Rhoda. Okay. Give me your hand. There. Mr. Blackstone, may I speak to you a moment? Oh, surely. Uh, what is it? It's five minutes of twelve. That clock is ten minutes slow. Yes. If you can do anything, do it fast. And he has the deed all drawn up. And as soon as she hears Uncle's voice, she'll say it. I worked something. That was a very interesting trick, Mr. Blackstone. But not too simple. Anyone with any knowledge of magic would know it was a trick. You think so? I know. Perhaps you'd like to get into the basket. If you think it's a trick, surely you wouldn't be afraid to try it. Certainly I'm not afraid. I would be glad to enter your basket. Shall we make an appointment for tomorrow afternoon? Oh, the guy's afraid, boys. He's trying to get out of it. That is not right, Miss Brett. I have a very important engagement with the late Austin Milton. I must keep it 12 o'clock. Well, it's only a quarter of. You've got plenty of time. Don't urge him, Rhoda. If the Swami's afraid that his magic powers won't protect him. I will get into your basket now, Mr. Blackstone. But make it quick. We haven't much time. Give me a hand, please, Mr. Minton. Uh, yes, sir. There you are. Now, put the lid on. Now, Blackstone. You had better dematerialize yourself, Dilly. Here is the first sword. Come, Mr. Blackstone, please. You and I both know that this is a trick. Let us dispense with the magician's pattern. Very well. Here's the second sword. And here's another. And another. And one through the center. And one over here. Are you all right still, Delly? Certainly. The first sword went under my knees. The second passed my arms. The third close to my neck, and so on. It is a trick, just as I said. Yes, you're right. It's a trick, just as you said. I prove my point. Now, if you'll be kind enough to remove the sword, I will go to keep my appointment with Austin Milton. It is getting late. Oh, I'm afraid I can't do that. What do you mean? Well, you must first repeat the magic words. I can't move the swords without them. Oh, come now, Blackstone. I have no time for fooling. Mm, this is very serious. Repeat the words, please, and I'll let you go. Have your fun. What are the words? I'll repeat them. Well, now, that's funny. I can't remember them. Let me out of here, Miss You can't move for fear of cutting yourself. I won't take the swords away until you give me the words. What are they? I can't remember your tongue twisted. And neither can I. Isn't that too bad? Two minutes to go, Blackstone. Your girl, your assistant, she knows the words. Ask her. You know, Blackstone, it's a funny thing. I generally have such a good memory, and yet tonight I just can't remember a thing. Let me out of here. I'll get you for this. Get us for what, Delly? You climbed in there of your own volition. I can't tell you how sorry we are. We can't remember the words. Let me see now. Perhaps if I concentrate... Uh, Omnia Gallia Divisa Est in Partes Press. Oh, no, that's Julius Caesar. That's not the right thing. Oh, dear. I have it right on the tip of my tongue. One minute more. Right. I am disappointed in you, Rhoda. He is the poor swami in this terrible fix, and we can't help him. This is too bad. Oh, young Lockenbar has come out of the West. Does that sound right, Blackstone? No, 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 that's not it. Let me out of here. Let me out, I tell you. Oh, I know. It's Maggie Kiaru. Ah, that's right, Rhoda. That's right. Say the words and you can get out, Deli. And isn't it a shame it's just too late for you to keep that appointment? We're so sorry. And he didn't get the money? No, Don, he didn't. Aunt Millicent tore up the deed and would never see him again. I'm 
seen mad people in my life, but never anything like our phony Swami friend. He was raging. But there was nothing he could do. And so another mystery was solved by magic. That's right, Don. Well, tell us, what's the trick this time? It's called the Whispering Queen. And who is the Whispering Queen? Any queen you want, Rhoda. But first you must shuffle this pack of cards. Oh, I see. Well, here goes. But which queen do we take? Well, suppose we let Don name his favorite. Mm, all right. Um, I'll take the queen of spades. Yep. Here's the pack. All shuffled. Good. We look through the pack face up and find the queen of spades. Yeah, here it is. All right. We'll give the queen to Don. Now I lay the pack face down and divide it into three heaps. What about the queen, Blackstone? Well, Don, I want Rhoda to slide the top card of the middle heap onto the table. But keep it face down, Rhoda. You mean don't let anybody see it? That's right. Nobody is to see it except the queen of spades. Now, Don, take the queen and slide it gently under the card on the table. You mean I slide the queen face up under the card that's face down? That's right. That's the only way the queen can see the card. Now, draw the queen out again and give it to me. I... Here you are. One queen of spades. And the queen is supposed to know what card is lying face down? Absolutely. When I hold the queen to my ear, she whispers... Five of clubs. Turn it up, Rhoda. If this card is a five of clubs, it I'll... It is the five of clubs. The five of clubs because the queen is always right. And if you stay around a few minutes, Rhoda, I'll be back to tell you why. Oh, you can count on me to stay. What made the queen whisper? She didn't have to whisper, Rhoda. You see, I knew that card myself. But you couldn't know it was a five of clubs. I shuffled the pack beforehand. But you're forgetting one thing. It was after you shuffled that I asked Don his favorite queen. Oh, well, how did that help the trick? Very simply. We had to look for the queen, didn't we? Yes. So I turned the pack face up and started looking through the cards from the bottom of the pack, like this. Yes, that's the way you did it. And I did something else, Don. While looking for the queen, I slid the top card over to the left, like this, and saw it was the five of clubs. So you knew the top card was the five of clubs, and you turned the pack face down. Yes. And when I cut the pack into three heaps, like this, I put the top heap in the middle. I told Rhoda to take that heap. And I took the top card of that heap, thinking it came from someplace down where in the pack. And the card was the five of clubs. So all I had to do was pretend that the queen looked at it and whispered the name of the card to me. Simple, but did it fool us. <laughs> I hope you like that trick, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, this is Blackstone saying good magic and goodbye. <laughs> when the world's greatest living magician, Blackstone, tells us the story of The Face of Death and explains more tricks that you yourself can perform. Listen in again to Blackstone, the world's greatest living magician. 